0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: A chance encounter, a collision of worlds, and a night they will never forget. I'm Kevin Strasser, and I'd like you to meet Jem, Ari, and Lyra,
0: the stars of my latest single, The Runaways. Available now on Spotify. Hello. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A
1: best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting.
0: Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast.
1: Get ready to head into a long, much-needed holiday weekend. It's Eddie Trunk, and this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. New episodes coming your way every single Thursday via podcastone.com, Apple Podcast, or, of course, now totally free and available to you via Spotify. Any of those outlets, subscribe, check it out, listen, won't cost you a penny. Spread the word, bringing you great artist interviews in the world of rock every single week. And as I tell you guys each and every week, the interviews you hear on the Eddie Trunk Podcast, they originate on my daily radio show, which is heard throughout the U.S. and Canada on Sirius XM Satellite Radio Channel 106. That would be volume, and the show would be Trunk Nation And you can hear it live daily, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, nightly replays, 10 to midnight Eastern. And of course, you can also catch it on demand anytime you want on the SiriusXM app, interviews, or the entire shows, if you can't listen in the hours that it's broadcast over the air. So if you're in the U.S. or Canada, be sure to check it out. Matter of fact, if you don't have Sirius or XM, you can still listen for free via the app. They're doing free listening until the last day of May, so a few more days to check that out. If you'd like to sign up, go to SiriusXM.us backslash Eddie S-X-M. That's SiriusXM.us backslash Eddie S-X-M. That'll take you right to my channel and my show, and you can get your free trial and hopefully come on board and join me uh, for the daily show. Here on the podcast, you only get a tiny sample of what I do every day. And man, that's never been more true than right now, because I don't know if in the history of Trunk Nation, I've done more interviews than I have in the last couple of months. Um, I'm It's just been Nonstop. So here on the podcast, I can bring you a tiny taste because, well, you simply just do the math. I mean, this show is one time a week as a podcast. And on the volume show, I'm doing that five days a week. So you can only do one out of five is about our ratio. But hopefully you uh, are able to listen and, if not, enjoy this podcast wherever you are in the world. And thank you for doing so. Also, want to thank my sponsor, Goodies Powders. And uh, Goodies brings you some great, great products, including their newest one, Goodies Hangover Powder, and you you definitely want that. If you want to check out their full line of products, go to goodiespowder.com. That's G-O-O-D-Y-S, powder.com, and check out their full lineup of great powders that will help you tremendously. And Goodies made some uh, wonderful Trunk Nation stickers which you can get totally free from me by sending a self-addressed stamped envelope the information will be in the trunk report on my website eddytrunk.com or I'll give it to you right now and if you miss it you can rewind and <laughs> you can rewind the podcast and hear the address again but if you want a free trunk nation sticker just send that self-addressed stamped envelope to stickers PO box 41 Cedar Knolls New Jersey 07927, Cedar Knoll, spelled C E D A R K N O L L S. And please, U.S. addresses only for these stickers. Can't get into doing customs forms and stuff for a bumper sticker. I'm sorry to those outside of the U.S. But drop me a self addressed stamped envelope and I'll drop you some stickers courtesy of Goodies. And you can pick up the new headache powder, it's available. Uh, goodies Hangover at Walmart, Amazon, and other retailers. More information, go to goodiespowder.com. There's Fast, and then there is Goodies Fast. So, we got a lot going on, as usual. And uh, a big thank you to Tony Iomi. If you listened to last week's podcast, my God, how cool is it to have one of the, I mean, really the icon in the world of heavy music, spending over 70 minutes with us last week talking about all eras of Black Sabbath. If you did not listen last week, go back and grab that podcast. You know, we can only archive for two, three weeks, so be sure to get to that. It was so great to have Tony on with us. And, of course, that originated on my daily radio show. This week, another interview that originated on Trunk Nation on volume. This happened a couple weeks ago. And it's a conversation with a guy that I've had on my TV and radio programs over the decades many times. He's always a very elegant guest, eloquent, I should say, and elegant. (laughs) He's got one of the most tremendous manes of hair still of any man I've ever seen who is nearly 70 years old. Talking about David Coverdale, who you know best as the leader of Whitesnake, of course, spent time in Deep Purple as well. Coverdale page, countless other projects and releases, solo records and what have you. And he's become a wonderful friend over the decades and has come on my show many times. This time around to talk about a remixed version of It In and a new compilation from Whitesnake. And also, as you're about to hear in the interview, it's kind of interesting that You know, David references an issue that we may be seeing a lot more with artists that we love going forward. Because of his age and just naturally slowing down at that age and maybe hitting some walls in terms of your energy level or in terms of your vocal ability, you know, David has toyed with the idea of retirement in the last, I don't know, five, six years here and there. So, you know, a valid question that was raised to me by one of my radio listeners is that Because of this pandemic, and because it may be, look, we all know 2020 shot. I mean, sadly, we're just not going to see any large-scale shows. We've seen them all canceled this year. But that pushes everything another year. And for those artists that are 70 or past 70 or late 60s even, who are in good financial shape and have been doing this 40, 50 years, have been knocking around and toying with the idea of potential retirement. Does this pandemic and the fear of potentially going back out on the road, does this potentially end these artists' days of touring? I mean, it's a very viable question, and it's more applicable to artists who are in a position where they can afford to do so. Look, there's a lot of artists that need to tour and need to still work financially. But there are others that certainly don't need to and have enough to last them a couple lifetimes. And will they want to assume the risk of going back out on the road? Listen very carefully during the interview you're about to hear with David Coverdale, because he kind of references that, you know, th- this may in fact result in him really doing quite a wind down in his career. Uh, he talks about some health issues with the surgery he needs to have. And then talks about the viability of him even potentially going back out on the road, which I think is really interesting. And, you know, we don't know. If a vaccine comes out, people feel confident and things get back to normal in a year or so. Who knows? But I would not be surprised if we see some of these artists, and I'm not speaking for David. He kind of alludes to it a little bit, but we don't know. But some of these artists in this age group start to say, you know, it's, I'm cool. I've been looking for my out. I've been looking for the right time to exit. And given that I might be running into a pandemic and infectious diseases out there on the road by playing, maybe this is it. Maybe this is my time to kind of just retire. Don't know. Valid and interesting question. But we cover a lot of ground here with David Coverdale in the podcast, and I think you will absolutely enjoy it. He is as engaging as he usually is. That'll be coming up here in a couple seconds. Let me also tell you how to connect with me, social media-wise. It's at Eddie Trunk on Twitter, where I am most active, at Eddie Trunk on Instagram, where I post quite a bit, and the fan page on Facebook, which let me tell you something. So I admittedly am not a big Facebook guy. I don't have a personal, well, I do, but I don't engage in my personal Facebook, People tell me all the time, I sent you a note, I did this on Facebook. I don't really see it. All I do is post on a fan page side of my Facebook, which is just my name, at Eddie Trunk. And um, I figured out about a week and a half ago how to do a Facebook Live on my fan page, and I did it with no warning and no announcement and just kind of accidentally did it. And I got a tremendous response to it. So thank you for that. And I'll do more of those from time to time. And I'll try to post on Twitter in advance when I'm going to do it. Maybe do an Instagram live. I don't know. I also know you guys are inundated with everybody pushing you to various online streams. And some of it's a little too much to even deal with. But for my audience, you seem to like that Facebook live. It's archived there on the fan page. I'll try to do more from time to time. So thank you for that, and thank you for checking it out. Uh, and also, I'll mention this too: there is an app called Cameo, which you've probably heard about, where people of note, whether they be athletes, actors, comedians, TV, radio personalities, do personalized videos for people for a fee. I am on Cameo now. If you are interested, go to their website or their app, search my name, and you will see the information if you'd like a personalized video greeting. Um, I struggled for a long time on whether to do it or not. I had a number of requests to do it, people asking me to sort of do shout outs for their projects uh, or, you know, uh, birthday greetings or what have you. And uh, I realized, you know, it's no different than a paid meet and greet, which everybody does. So, No pressure there whatsoever, but if that's something of interest to you, you can go to, I believe it's cameo.com. Just search my name and see information on how you can get personalized video greetings. You know, like everybody else, I mean, you know, I'm not on the road like I once was and I've taken my hits, so I figured, what the hell, we'll do a little cameo action. And once I saw guys like Brett Favre and Troy Aikman on there, which you know charge a hell of a lot more than I do, I was like, you know what? It's there. People want to do it. Great. No pressure if they don't. So check it out if you are so inclined um, and you are interested in such a thing as a gift or something for whatever use you'd like. All right. So eddietrunk.com is the website at Eddie Trunk on all the social media outlets. Hope you're all staying safe and healthy and doing well in our continuing pandemic times. And I hope everybody has a great Long holiday weekend, if you're listening, in the U.S. as we come up on Memorial Weekend. It's a bummer for me because normally I am Rocklahoma bound and getting ready to host a Rocklahoma weekend, which I do every weekend in the prior Oklahoma uh, area. And, of course, this year's festival canceled like so many other live music events. So there's a hit to me (laughs) from a standpoint of having fun and, quite frankly, financially. But I'll be back for Rocklahoma 2021, and hopefully things will be normal by then. Uh, This is my first, this weekend coming up, my first holiday Memorial Weekend home since 2006 because I've hosted Rocklahoma every year since it started back in 07. So if you're in the U.S. and you're getting a three-day weekend, which I tell you, I am greatly looking forward to. I've been incredibly busy and stressed with a ton of stuff. So I'm looking forward to hopefully three days of disconnecting and uh, enjoying a holiday weekend coming up. And you do the same if you are in the U.S., which is where, of course, Memorial Weekend is celebrated. And, of course, we thank all those who have served and remember the reason for the holiday. Okay, so uh, David Coverdell, you always enjoy a good conversation with D.C. It's coming up on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Eddie Trunk Podcast.
0: Podcast One Presents... This is a collect call from Sing Sing. My name is John J. Lennon. I'm locked up for selling drugs and committing murder. I'm also a contributor for Esquire
1: magazine
0: and The Marshall Project. So I'm a writer and I'm a prisoner. Imagine trying to stay focused and talk about issues of substance, with geeks slamming, prisoners screaming, and PAs blaring in the background. Get new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Podcast One, and Apple Podcasts. This is the Eddie Trunk podcast.
1: All right, let's get to it right now. My conversation with David Coverdale on this week's Eddie Trunk podcast. DC, how are you holding up, my friend?
0: Oh, are you kidding? As, as well as can be expected in these circumstances. However. Uh, I'd love to share with your listeners that you were trying to get me to fly in and date your 80, 90-year-old grandmother because (laughs) evidently I'm of that age. You know, the old snake charmer. But thank you, Edward. Some, something <laughs> friendship doesn't cover.
1: We should clarify that. We, David and I were talking for a second off the air, and I, I said, how's things going? I said, well, I've got a 90-year-old aunt that lives alone, and I said, I worry about her. And you said you were more than willing to potentially come here and keep her company, which is very
0: nice of you, David. Yeah, well, it depends on what happens after this isolation with my wife and I. We're doing extraordinarily well. So, you know, I've seen the memes with wives, with husbands and names in their back, you know, clen- hunched over the table. Uh, but we're doing <laughs> extraordinarily well. Uh, my daughter and my grandchildren are safe, uh, living in a country house outside of Munich, as well as safe as one can be. Uh, I read the other day that some of the indigenous tribes that truly really just been discovered in the depths of the Amazon, it's even getting them there. So it truly is a global mm a global scenario and I, I just so wish the politics would be kicked out of the fucking room unity yeah. and unity uh, and 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 come together as one this is such an appalling time uh, to behave selfishly uh, and arrogantly uh, and without care and sensitivity for what is uh, an a global crisis you know, this is not a time to score points. This is a time for us to work together, check on your neighbors, and your 90-year-old gran. I'll certainly FaceTime her if you haven't been cheap and bought her a nice iPhone, <laughs> but um, and she can use sign language. <laughs> <laughs> well, no,
1: I, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. I mean, it's it, it, yeah. and, and and it's impacting everybody on so many levels. Uh, you, you are you're in um, you're in in Tahoe still, right?
0: Are you saying you're in to me this time of day? <laughs> yes, I'm. I've, 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 I'm not that old. I still have, you know, no problems in the urinary department. <laughs> what? Oh, I am, Oh, I see. You're in. You're see, in. Yeah. Uh, uh yes. I'm in the sleepy foothills uh, outside the city, the fabulous mythical kingdom of Reno. Uh in between Reno and uh, my other house, we're in the we're in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas. Just as springs coming in. The blossoms started coming in after. A bare-ass winter. And, of course, it's just been so so remarkably challenging for all of us. You know, I was talking to the president of Warner, Warner Brothers yesterday, and one thing I uh, hadn't really... You know, you're learning every day. Oh, my God, this is affecting the alpaca industry. But, you know, one of the things when we do interviews, uh, Edward, it was always like drive time, morning time, afternoon, evening... Uh, and so serious radio are going, oh my God, how can we get people to listen to radio at home when mostly they listen to radio in the car? That's the demographic. It's a change across the board. The shopping aspect, you know, what do you get in after the lunacy, the toilet, the toilet paper thing, right. you know? You know, I dread to think what's next. Hopefully, not white wine. <laughs> well, you know,
1: here in New Jersey, where I live, there was some controversy because the the governor did uh, did anoint liquor stores as essential businesses. So some were saying, did. he did, yeah. he, so, he did. Oh, quite
0: he did. right." Are you kidding? That's like the ER for lots of us. <laughs>
1: That's exactly what he said. He was on the news being questioned about it, and he said, "For everybody's sanity," he said, "I had to do that." (laughs)
0: so yeah So anyway continuing on ours i have a studio office uh called you know as you know hook city and literally seven minutes from door to door uh and i said to my son we have to be very mature about this he's in a beautiful new love affair um i said i think these are the only choices we have as adults to make you you send your girlfriend home then you spend the two weeks. i make sure you're taken care of in quarantine, which was always that scenario. And then come home, or you can hunker down with Alyssa in um, at the studio house, which he elected to do. Sensible chef, <laughs> you know. <laughs> because uh, not kid. only is she a beautiful, <laughs> yeah, not only is she a beautiful young woman, but she's a hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> I I said, to Cindy, come on, you, I can't turn into Willie Nelson in front of people. I'm, I'm tweeting pictures and stuff every day, you know, <laughs> trying to amuse people and entertain them. Um, but uh, yeah, I think my true colors might, uh, might, might manifest after all these years of being <laughs> a blonde hunk. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: hopefully we'll get through this sooner than later and get back to normalcy i really hope so now we got a lot to cover here that's oh, going yeah. on in white snake world first so of all reading,
0: hang on just just to go back on that expression edward and then we'll move forward of course but i think anything that we regarded as normal before that's gone yeah. that's history that's gone the way of the the penny farthing bicycle you know the it's all of those things are gone
1: well, um, what are David? Well, what, along those lines, what are your thoughts about going forward and touring? I mean,
0: uh, oh, we'll talk- that's my whole philosophy. My whole philosophy of life is to move forward. You know, I, I don't do the kind of the Stones. I admire the Who. I admire uh, the only comparison I would make would be the Who because they're my favorite British band, and I've always been an enormous fan of Roger Daltrey, which a lot of critics have always missed. Um, but an immense fan. Uh, but still, of the night, you know, I was looking at the idea of retiring. Well, you know, I've retired more right, times than right. Sinatra, another Jersey boy. Um, but the, uh, coming up to 69, I thought would have been the appropriate age for the lead singer of White Snake. <laughs> uh, and I can't wait to design the t shirt. So I truly hope, I truly hope we can do something. Uh, you know, next year, I really do. I love my musicians, I love my fans and supporters. This literally, the tour we've had to cancel, the world tour, is literally the biggest selling ticket tour I've had, which is quite amazing uh, if you reflect on how successful and how many records we sold back in uh, MTV's Halcyon days. But yeah, I don't think anything's going to be normal. Uh, uh, people are going to have to get into the frame of mind to be able to go to big public gatherings, to go to an indoor theater, arena, stadium. You know, uh, this has really shaken up the whole thing. God willing, we can have uh, a reset. Uh, and start it's it's always the same, Edward. You're a New Yorker. How everybody came together and said hello and high fived each other after nine eleven. I don't know why it's only tragedy that brings us together, but this is a, a, a biblical, you know, the stuff you read about in the Bible, the five plagues of Egypt. This is immense. And, well, you know, if anything, we must learn to work together and that, that stop the boundary aspect. You know, Europe, that I've always felt that I was European, I've had to... Use the borders again instead of, you know, to keep people out and quarantine the populace. Um, and that's it's, it's very necessary. And all also saying at home is necessary. Uh, but it's going to be I'm planning for the future. I'm planning now as we're going to be talking about it. I've been preparing uh, for what we're going to do now. And thank God I've got a record company that's totally supported. And I think an audience who wants to be entertained at home. Uh, So I'm still going to be offering music to them, you know, but it is, it's going to be an immense change. And I sincerely hope with my advanced years um, that I'm still going to be able to get out there while I can still do Still of the Night at the end of hour 45. You know,
1: are you are you looking at and and uh, you said doing things maybe virtually? Are you looking at with your own studio and things maybe doing uh online performances and things like that? Is that something I can't
0: you're thinking of Eddie? I can't. My studio is six seven minutes door to door from where I am now, and I can't go in there. It's quarantine.
1: Oh, that's right. Your son, you know, your son and his girlfriend yeah, my in there. musicians.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, I'll be walking in there and, and cases of nudity and orgies going on. I'm, I'm you know. I'm, I'm, I've led such a sheltered life. I don't know where i <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, let's get on to what we were talking about. I am so excited. As you know, when I'm this excited, I have flu- bluebirds flying out of every orifice. <laughs>
1: you got a lot going on. Before we get to the releases that are coming, one more thing thing on touring. So you were supposed to go out with Sammy Hagar, who was on the show with me last week, and you had to pull off of that tour before the virus even came around. Now I was talking to Sammy last week, and he doesn't even know if he's going to be able to go out. Everything's in limbo as it is. But you actually had to come off of that earlier because of some medical stuff that you posted online. Can you elaborate on that? How are you doing? And where are you at with that
0: Well I've got the equivalent You know, when, If you see me in my underpants No take a deep breath Sit down <laughs> if, you, if you see me in my underpants I look so incredibly well endowed I look like <laughs> I have two big apples You know um, I was performing in Melbourne Australia the first show of the year And the second song into the set Was Slided In And it's a big power projection song As you know Pop pop. You know, what the fuck? You know, the show must go on professional and stuff. I'm going and I work with two young girls on my own <laughs> stage dressing room, so I can't get my nuts out and go, Hey, check these out, get me some ice, you know. So thankfully Cindy was with me and she said, Well just grin and bear it, which is is what you do when you're I mean, I was so familiar with grinning and bear it for ten years of debilitating arthritis uh, in my knees, you know, but it wasn't comfortable. Um, uh, and yeah, so that was, uh, that, that, that's been a cause because of course now, uh, it's impossible. The surgeon general of Reno was going to see me a matter of hours before the governor closed everything down and said, only life oh. threatening. This is potentially career threatening because I can't project. Fortunately, my wife and I have a beautifully balanced, uh, relationship. So there's no screaming and shouting or, uh not like frank sinatra and ava gardner throwing spaghetti at the wall and <laughs> 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 very well balanced beautiful um coexist amazingly but uh so and all these little songs that i'm doing for people uh just for you know for fun for them a little message from me you know um that uh, coronavirus blues. I don't know whether you saw any yes. of them, and you know. Uh, and then some people got in touch with Cindy through Instagram and said, "Oh, ask him to do some White Snake things." And I'm going, I can't sing that. You know, my nuts. <laughs> so this is <laughs> and, uh, this is um,
1: this is ser- This is you just mentioned something though that I think is really um, stunning and concerning for people that are are fans of yours, and there are many yeah. that you worry that this could potentially be career ending.
0: Well, it's career threatening. Uh, there's no way I could do it now. The bonus on that tour I did with the Scorpions in Australasia, um, I don't know whether you heard, Klaus had, uh, after the very first show, I had my hernias pop, uh, in a, in a, uh, explosive way. And that night, Klaus was rushed to hospital to the ICU passing a kidney stone. I heard about so that. It was yeah. A, yeah, it was. So I had these immense breaks to calm these puppies down with ice. Although, you know, the moment I was doing the next show in the rescheduled Sydney, Australia, it was there again. But you know me, I've been doing this nearly 50 years. So the, the show must go on. You've got to try to chew that down. But I had such an amount of time in between shows. I could, Recover somewhat and, and prepare for the next one. Had we gone into Japan, which is the normal two days day off, two days, I think I would have been potentially in still in Japan after going in for emergency surgery, but that was cancelled at the last minute, um, uh, and that was uh, almost uh, a grace period for me. Uh, and then when I saw my doctor after the prerequisite at that time, five days after arriving back to Asia, you know, everywhere I went in Australia singapore which is now having a dreadful time jakarta uh we were temperature tested before in the country and when we left before we got on air fence until we got home till i got home to lx welcome home mr coverdale i went oh we're in trouble mm. you know so i saw my guy and he looked I, sh- I showed him you know i can show you i can show you the hernias without the, the twig and two berries um but it looks a lot better with underpants on. I look like that African-American guy doing all the memes recently, you know. Oh, right, um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't yeah. want to expound. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, don't I know, know exactly what you enough. mean. <laughs> but that's what it looks like. It totally looks like a serpent in there, but it's not. It's like two fucking fresh eggs or lemons uh, stuffed down there. And it's, it's kind of painful. Um so yeah, it's it's career threatening, but you know uh, I'm in touch with my doctors. I had a video conferencing. We can't go anywhere really between you and I, Edward, and, and millions of people. Right. Uh, the last place, the last place I'd want to go now is is a hospital, to be honest. Right. Because I think it's uh, quite appropriately for, for people who are, who are becoming victims of this coronavirus, uh, uh, and and we'll get to it. But as with my age. Uh, all of the doctors I've spoken to said anticipate at least four months recovery. Because if you remember, after having my knee replacement surgeries, that was a year and a half. And I was doing PT three times a week and then on my own the other four because I wanted those, I wanted to be able to get back on stage. So God willing, you know, uh, I saw something um, the other day where somebody said they don't imagine uh, full public gatherings, uh, which is what we all hope for, uh, until at least fall next year, which is, which is very challenging, if you imagine, uh, to be in this kind of environment. It's, we're, we're social creatures, we're tribal creatures, you know that. When you go to a rock concert, there's m- different places, different religions, different cultures, different ages sexes, they're all coming together in this tribal aspect to have a fantastic evening of white snake rock and roll, sing along with songs they love. You might meet the best friend, your future husband, partner, wife, you know. It's it's an amazing gathering. And it has to be. I remember I was in Europe when they they had that awful shooting in Paris. And uh, at first we thought, oh, we're probably going to have to cancel. And we sold like three times as many tickets in Brussels because people didn't want to sit home scared. You know, but this is different. This is invisible. This is this is a, a devilish creation, for sure.
1: I got to tell you, David, though, with what you're dealing with, with needing this surgery and, and probably needing a good period of rest afterwards, and, you know, whatever other ailments you have at the moment that you've got to get past... Uh, the, the, it's terrible what's going on in the world, but timing-wise, it it may be good for you because it sounds like you're going to need at least the rest of the year to see where you're at and get this surgery when things clear up, and then get you know see see what you are still able to do. So, no, so timing-wise, personally for you, I, I, this I might just, be a good break.
0: It is, but uh, you know, really uh, contrary to popular belief, I'm really not that selfish. You know, I'd much rather things were going sure, of going course. forward right. and, and positive. But you know, I was talking to one of my musicians, and I said, "You know, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm going to have to cancel. I can't guarantee when I'm going to be able to have this surgery." But you know, and everyone, of course, was distraught because all the other guys—they're all fantastic guys. Yes. Um, and then uh, one of them said, "Oh." Uh, oh, I'll call Sonso and we, we can get some gigs together for, for May, June. And I, I looked at him, I went, well, good luck on that one. Mm. You know, it's, this ain't going away just yet. It's not being, I don't know, we should get all of these magnificent scientists at Apple, you know, Chinese, Russian, Japanese, African, French, American, get them all together and work in one fucking focus. Find a vaccine for this thing. And tell Cali on it's COVID-19 because it was discovered in 2019. It's <laughs> not the 19th version. Right, right. Mother God. Right. These are the people who are advising us. Come on.
1: Well, you know, I Sheep. I'm trying to be optimistic, and I'm trying to think. You know, oh, I, you I, have to be. Yeah, I think that uh, you know, I've seen some stuff that maybe within six months or less, the the emergency workers could get vaccinated. So let let's hope that we're on the other side of it for everybody, whether yes, it be for the rock shows, the crews, the families, the people impacted, Perfect. the nurses, yeah. the doctors, everybody. Uh, we just you know, we, everybody wants to get back to normalcy and safety, and you know, and 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 it get back went, out there it, and yeah. see. Do they
0: love, yeah. Oh my God, and hug people, yeah. Squeeze them, shake hands. You know me; I'm an inveterate hugger, handshaker. Yes. This is—I can't keep hugging and handshaking Cindy every day. It's getting on a <laughs> fing nerve. I get David. The
1: last <laughs> thing I'm, on, I'm
0: trying to teach. I'm trying.
1: <laughs> so we talked a lot about the virus and how it's impacting everything and everybody, Whoa. but. Business yes. goes on for David and Whitesnake because you do have some really exciting releases coming out, starting with a vinyl remix of Slide uh-huh. It In, which uh, is, yes. it looks like it's going to be brilliant. I know it's available for pre-order now. That is the remix that you did as part of the box set on CD initially, right?
0: Yes, with a couple more tweaks. But listen to this. This is amazing. The moment we advertised it, Amazon sold out. It was amazing. They, uh, I was talking to the president of Warner's last night. Now, went, oh my God, what the hell? He said it sold out, wow. and of course they can't. That they, they had stock in before everything was closed down in preparation for this. Now, when we put the box set out, uh, one of my team or one of the Warner's guys made the mistake of putting on the UK. And the US mix on the vinyl that went out there, neglecting the brand new mix which everyone had a boner for. You know, I was getting tweets and people on Facebook and Instagram going, "Oh my God, I've never heard Cozy sound so great. Never heard John Lord sound so." You know, it was really cool. So uh, we ag- agreed, right? We'll do this for International Record Day. We'll put a special, special version out. Now, this is an audio file release. You play this. LP at forty-five RPM. Oh, wow. you ready for that? Yeah, it's you know, When they cut it at forty-five RPM, it's better because she can cut louder uh, and and uh, much much better quality. So you've got more stylus, uh, more oh. vinyl going past your stylus per second. So everything sounds clearer and more clean. Um, and it's on uh, transparent red vinyl, you know, very sexy, very slided inny. Um, and it's uh, 180 grams. I, I remember that from cocaine days. I don't know what the <laughs> hell has to do with, with vinyl, but I'm sure your vinyl fans will know. But yeah, it's very exciting. But uh, I think uh, Warner's needed to stay with the actual release date, although International Record Day, Vinyl Day, have moved. Uh, uh, scenario: um, Another thing of hoping for the best, moving In a month or so down the line. Right. Uh, but you know, so we had um a May release and or uh, I think the end of April, May. Um I've spent the last three years after working with a, a, a fabulous young man called Christopher Collier, um who I brought in to help me. You know, you know Michael McIntyre of for course. years. And, you know, we've worked together for so long, over thirty years. Right. But we were so over close. I was coming out of um you know, writing the Flesh and Blood album with Joel and, uh, and Red uh, and recovering from knee surgery, living on handfuls of synthetic opiates, which really wasn't as much fun as I remembered um, when it were a legitimate reason. So, you know, but when it came time to mix the album, I didn't feel confident enough that I had the perspective to do it. So, you know, I talked to the band and, and, and Mikey, uh, and Joel had had this guy mix his first solo album that he's really good, so I just threw it in um and see what he was like. And I left him, I went to my office and he went to the studio. Uh and a couple of hours later he said, Do you want to have a listen? And, and he had two or three tracks mixed. Yeah, it was it was amazing and uh, and sonically it was fabulous and fresh. Um all I had to do was a couple of tweaks He, he made a cake and I just did the icing mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Eddie You know, in bad font <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, let me, let me ask so you this we,
0: we finished, no, but we finished Mixing the Flesh and Blood album right. So quickly, you know, without Rushing it or anything, it just was Really quick, the guy You know, it's Laser vision, amazing hearing You know, focus uh, And just got it you know, he'd been a fan since he was six years old. His dad's favorite album was Slided In, played over and over again on cassette while he was sitting in the back of the car. He knew it inside out. So I said, hey, you know, we're like 10 days early. The fancy Remix and Slided In with me, which, oh my God, yeah, my dad wants to fly up, you know? <laughs> um, uh, and I was thrilled. And it was really amazing. You and I discussed this once before, as weird as it sounds to, to some people. But we're mixing and I'm going and hearing the individual performances because it's an uh, analog tape we recorded originally, it's been transferred to digital. So, because we work in a Pro Tools high definition environment. So I'm hearing studio dialogue, talk back stuff that I haven't heard for 35 years, more, you know. Hearing John Lord talk and he and I joking and, um, and having fun with the tunes. But hearing, you know, John's breath, because I've said for years, uh, uh, Richie was the, the creator of, of the Deep Purple uh, rock sound. But everybody in there co- uh, contributed to the overall sonic identity, more so than John Lord's left hand yeah. on that customised hammered organ. You know, my God, Chris Collier and I would look at each other like hairs on our arms standing up, hearing. These great sounds Cozy, my god And it was very funny because Cozy was so loud Uh, We were working in, I don't know whether you remember The studio, we used this studio uh, Called Musicland in Munich Mm -hmm. Um, And we couldn't, the the room was dry And Cozy and I had been talking about Big live uh, Bonzo-esque Graffiti style drums So I said, here It's all concrete stairs. Let's open these fire doors and see what we get. So we opened the doors. It was pretty wild, uh, um, you know, ambience. So we built, we built a fucking shed (laughs) going out into this stairwell, concrete stairwell. Oh my God. The drum sound was incredible. But, Four floors up, there was a bunch of shops and a florist was on the receiving end of frozen Powell's huh. Panzer Division sound, you know. So I literally, uh, for two weeks, had to send her $100 worth of flowers every single day <laughs> uh, uh, for us to be able to record. And we had to finish at six, you know. But the sound was thunderous, you know. But all those things. And I turned around to Chris and I said, I swear to God, I feel the energy of Mel, Cozy and John standing behind us. And when I closed my eyes I could see them with their hands on our shoulders, like validating what we were doing. Yeah. It was such a such an amazing emotional experience. And I said, you know, let's just keep doing this and in honor of these guys. Because their performances, sadly of course, physically we've lost them. But with musicians like with Mozart This magnificent work lives on, uh, and to hear it again, pure, after 35 or something years is just breathtaking. So, and, and it was really they, validating.
1: Yeah, so, so, the, so John Lord and, and of course, Cozy, uh, both, as you said, sadly no longer with us, but their performances are incredible. The interesting <laughs> thing about Slide It In Now, with a third version available now on this vinyl and in the CD box yeah. set, is the album actually has, uh, there are two completely different versions of it in terms of guitars, because originally it was released with, I think, with Bernie and Mel, right? And then you no. did it with... No, Bernie,
0: no, no, Bernie was out by that time. I brought in, uh, oh, I don't know whether you remember, we discussed this many years ago. Um, You remember we got Glenn Hughes from a group called Trapeze, uh, to Deep Purple. Right. Well, Trapeze, I got to know Mel and Dave Holland, who ended up with Priest. Right. Um, And I thought they were great. And I thought Mel was a super singer. So they were on my first list. You know, I'm a Virgo, I have to make lists. Uh, they were on my first list as potential members of White Snake along with Mickey Moody. Right, Mickey um, Moody. Bernie, bless his heart, hustled his way in, you know, when <laughs> I tried to see Moody at a Frankie Miller concert. But those two guys were orig- on my original list for the blueprint of, of uh, the White Snake band. So I brought uh, Mel Galley in, and it's so funny because. He was uh, from the Midlands, you know, where the Monsters of Rock Festival now uh, download. Right. Uh, he comes in to, uh, to join me to work on the Slided In album. He headlines, you know, the Monsters of Rock. The year before, he was employed as a carpenter building the stage. Oh, my gosh. I mean, well, yeah, those Cinderella things, man, they happen. Never close it down. Never think it's impossible. You never know yeah. what's possible and what isn't. So he was the other guitar player. Um, we started the record uh, with uh, Geffen, who was my new label, were extremely vocal, they didn't want Martin Birch, uh, and I'm going, well, I adore Martin Birch, he's not only uh, worked with me since m- my first recording with Deep Purple, the Burn album, but he's done all the early Whitesnake albums, uh, and they were absolutely, no, no, It's they're too muddy, the mixes are too muddy for American FM radio, and I went, oh, Jesus, come on. So they got us um, Eddie Kramer, of course, who I go, Oh my god, he did Hendrix, for God's sake. You know more about it. he did Kiss, I think, or whatever, but saying, sure, exactly, yeah. Oh my god, you know, so I thought, oh, I'm in for a bunch of stories. It just it didn't it didn't work out particularly well. Uh, and several times I stopped Cozy from actually putting his lights out, which would have been most unpleasant. Um, but it just didn't work for us. So Uh, Once I'd let him go, uh, I said, I'm bringing Martin Birch in. Martin and I worked on the things, mixing it. And we were sending the mixes in those days, DHL from Munich to Los Angeles. And we weren't getting phone calls. We weren't getting in those days, faxes, nothing, no validation. And we sat down one night and said, we're going to want to remix it, Martin. He said, I understand. I get it. You know, do what you have to do. But I was so staunchly... uh, uh, believing in, in Martin And what we'd done uh, That was the UK mix The European mix, whatever uh, And I thought, fuck yeah, we'll just have this uh, But I said, okay, you know If you want to remix it, go right ahead But I've just taken on a new guitar player Moody had I've gone I've got this new hot Chuck guitar player And my original bass player rejoined Neil Murray I said, I want them to overdub the record You know, uh, when it's remixed uh, and Keith, God rest his soul, who we just lost yes. recently in Colonna, yeah. they they kind of worked a little uh, fiddle on me. Uh, and I didn't discover this until we were remixing uh, a year or so ago, whatever it was, year and a half. Uh, John's hardly on um, a lot of the track. John Sykes track or John Lord, is, Yeah, John Sykes. He's, on, he's not on every track. So, you know, we beat it up as much as we could without uh, digitally compromising it. But I felt really kind of let down by people I trusted um, on that record. But the most important thing now, once you hear it now, all those things are forgotten. All of these things go out of the window. It's nothing but, you know, roses and tulips in the garden. It's mm-hmm. lovely. So, so, and, uh, so now yeah, it, a uh, third
1: take, a third take on Slide It In. Yeah. Would you say it's sort of a, 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 so is it sort of a best of both worlds of the other two versions that have existed?
0: Well, we tied in uh, all, all of the performances that were, you know, there. We have tied in John, Nicky Moody, and Mel Galley as guitar players. Yeah. Got much better sounds on, on, on Mel, you know, but it, it really is. When I hear it now, I go, oh my God, that was the vision I had wanting to move out of the earlier white snake and get more electrified yeah. to be bigger. Uh, I just felt I, I had to spread my wings instead of having, having them put behind me. I wanted to just, you know, when you see any bird just flapping its wings, it's amazing. And that's what I needed to do. And I needed other musicians to assist me in that, in that flapping. <laughs> right and to, mo- and to
1: as you know here in america to most people that was their introduction to your band white snake i mean even though you had had many records before slide it in and the videos for it and you know love ain't no stranger and the title track and slow oh, and yeah. Easy, that was really for a lot of people their introduction to the
0: band in this country oh indeed indeed so when they you know go to the record stores and see like 30 white snake albums it's like what the hell right um but the, but the circumstance is, uh, Whitesnake, as I discussed yesterday with the Warners guys, it's an incredibly successful uh, catalog band. We, you know, we've worked very hard on, you know, good records, good songs, particularly. I've always focused on songs, as you and I have talked before. Um, so we sell significantly, pretty much every year, even so, I mean, still deep purple. I see very healthy six figures a year from. You know, so I've got almost a 50 year career that continues to sell. We just did a fantastic catalog deal with Warner brothers, Rhino Records, And I know I'm in good hands. Now all my work is under one roof. And I'm very capable, solid uh, caring hands. So that's huge. Yeah. You know, but what we've done here, we've taken, uh, I, I don't know whether, I don't think you're old enough, but you may remember vinyl days. Um, straight after Monterey, there was such an incredible uh, surge of really creative music. Moby Gray, Big Brother and the Holding Company, oh my God, Janis Joplin, um, Taj Mahal, The Flock with Jerry Goodman, who ended up working with John McLaughlin and Mahavishnu Orchestra. All of these astonishing artists appearing at this festival. Uh, and, and that amazing guy, uh, Clive Davis, he signed them all. Doesn't know what he's gonna do with them. And he signed all these artists to CBS records, Columbia records or whatever it was. You remember? Yes. And they put out to see, you know, cause Universal, you remember the old uh, joke about Universal? They had so many artists and singles. They'd get a handful of singles thrown up in the air and see which ones landed first. And those are the ones they'd promote. Because <laughs> you know, they had so many. But well, what they did, some really enterprising uh, guy or girl that, uh, said, why don't we put a, a teaser album out, a compilation album out? Um, and it, it changed the whole dynamic of the music business. It was called The Rock Machine Turns You On. Hmm. And I don't know whether you remember it. And it featured, and I was introduced to The Flock, to Mogi Great, uh, Taj Mahal. These bands that are, I don't know, Janet, of course, these people weren't caught in the water. They were brand new. Right. Absolutely brand new and astonishing, uh, creative, fabulous music. You know, the birds, the God! you know, um, it may have been influenced by the Beatles, but they were tying in jazz and blues. You know, Janet was just one of the greatest Caucasian whalers I've ever heard in my life. um, She'd rip the, rip the song to bits, you know, um, but it was a thing called rock machine. I love you and rock machine turns you on. And they were bargain price, uh, vinyl records. And that was like the key to the treasury for me. So I discussed this like a couple of years back with Warner. And I said, look, we can't keep doing box sets. It's, you know, it's extravagantly expensive, even with all the treasures we're putting in there. And they've all, we've released four, I think they're really successful. I said, we have seven albums that we're going to be reintroducing over the next five years, six years or whatever. You know, why don't we do teaser albums to say, this is what's coming. So I've worked on this idea called the red and white blues trilogy. Mm hmm. Um, and, uh, the first one, uh, we'll start white actually, <laughs> is white snake, the Rock album. And everything is remixed. The slided in tracks are even sweet more than they are on the, uh, the anniversary box. But we've taken songs from an album I, I wouldn't let Deppin release in the States because we were out of friends called Restless Heart. That's been remixed and added. And, and after working with Coverdale Page in The Slip of the Tongue, I worked with Adrian Vandenberg and Denny Comasi, the drummer from Heart, and Coverdale Page at that time uh, on making a more organic thing, which was initially going to be a David Coverdale record, you know. Uh, and then EMI said, "No, no, no, uh, we want this as a Whitesnake record." And I honestly hadn't designed it and structured it as a Whitesnake record, so. We toughened up the guitars or whatever, but it was it was very you know we wanted to make this kind of organic return to the roots kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you've ever heard it because it was never you know only the uh, it was only available here on import. Um, no, but I've so heard we, we I've heard the that. tracks.
1: I've heard the tracks. I've heard the rock album. but They've sent me in advance of the remixes okay. of what you're talking about and the track list and the, the, the variety within it, and it's, it's phenomenal. It sounds incredible. The, a couple things from 87 are on there. A couple things from Slided In are on there. and then Oh, my was, God,
0: Eddie, yeah, stop that. Didn't you hear we've got an ending? To slide yes. A fill of the yes, I, I, I was like, but "Where's the ending? fade? It's, There's no fade," and yes. it just, it just, it
1: just. <laughs> it, but it's brilliant. Is that is that how it ended when you recorded it?
0: No, 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 no. We we made that we made that scenario, Chris Collier and I. It's it's fucking perfect. It's though. really never, cool. And the other, well, we have a white snake. The love song coming out uh, in October, and we have a new mix of is this love. Uh, and that actually finishes. And I didn't even know we had to finish it so many years ago. But in those days, you know, I was working with Keith Olsen, who really had a handle on what American radio was prepared to deal with. And it was too long without uh, without fading it. Oh, wow. So well, that's gorgeous. Yeah. And also, working, working with Chris, I mean, number one, all the original engineering, Martin Birch, you know, uh, the guys who... Um, I'm just blanking on his name, Dear friend of mine out of Canada. Oh, uh, Bob Rock and Mike Fraser uh, did super, super engineering. So for Chris and I to go in there with these digital transfers, it was just, everything was there. Michael McIntyre put everything together and a professor Tom Gordon who works with us at Hope City Studios. Uh, he's a professor at UNR. Um, he, he's just uh, one of the, the coolest guys. He's worked with me since the rest of our sessions uh going way way back. Um but we added because I felt when Chris and I were mixing um the restless heart stuff, I was this was just Adrian on guitar oh. and, you know, how can we make these guitars bigger? And yeah, I, I just did not want to digitally image Adrian. But I thought I'd get another Dutchman and i got Joel Holster who was working in with sure in Vegas, which which is an hour's flight. I said, Yeah, uh, do you wanna do some overdubs for me? Anyway, yeah, yeah, sure. And he came in. And you know Joel yes. he's incredibly musical. Yes. You know, he was doing three, four, five tracks a day and he was playing this, the songs like you've got Restless Heart, Anything You Want, which is one of my favourite. All of the restless heart songs now feature Derek Sharinian on scorching Hammond organ. He's like the illegitimate son of John Rod. Oh, I know Derek uh, very it, well, it yeah. He really is. Like a yeah, it's like a marriage of early white snake and slide it in. It's really cool, really good songs from Adrian Lee, amazing drumming. Bass player was the guy from um, Pink Floyd, Guy Pratt, who worked uh, on the live aspect of Coverdale Page. Funny man, extraordinarily gifted musician. Um, but those songs, I mean Joel came in without stepping on Adrian's no solos. Joel, Joel came in as uh, like a second rhythm guitar player, and literally uh, with Derek and stuff, it suddenly became a real White Snake record. And uh, just because the songs are really strong, you know, I think there's maybe four on the rock album. I don't have the list in front of me. Do you have it there? Sort of, uh, I
1: yeah, I cool. do actually.
0: There's yeah, four. There's crying. four.
1: Four from that record on the compilation okay. out of the sixteen tracks.
0: Oh, you are a prince amongst men. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't... I, I, what I do, I've got them all, including fresh and Blood, I've got the three albums, forthcoming albums from the Red, White and Blues trilogy. Um, I've got them all in my iPhone and I've added fresh and Blood because everything... One of the things with having so many different musicians over the years is identity. And one of the... Th- you know, you can pick one album and you go, oh, it doesn't sound like, you know that album or so what i did with chris was consciously work to make it sound like uh denny kamasi and and tommy oldridge and cozy powell you know brian tishy uh chris brazier all these great drummers um were all part of the same band you know, and, and I think it's worked really, really well.
1: It really does. I listened to it. I, I was sent it yesterday in advance to talking to you, and I loved, I loved the mixes. I loved the sequencing, and I also loved the fact that you included some stuff from the more recent White Snake records because there's some great material on there. That oh my god, you know, everyone's going to always. Everyone's going to always go to the slide in 87, but yeah, the Aldridge stuff, you've revisited some of that on here. Um, I thought that was really good that you did that. You you even got a previously unreleased track from the Flesh and Blood Sessions, too, right? Yeah, it's
0: it's a song that I've had, I don't know how many years, Uh, and as usual, a lot of songs that you do when you write with partners become marriages, like some idea that Joel had or Reb had, and I go, ooh... I have something, my work on that, that you've been struggling to finish. You know, that beautiful song, After All, I heard yesterday uh, from the Fresh and Blood album. And I, m- most of those little songs are, are all about Cindy. And I, I, I couldn't finish it. So what I do is I leave it, you know, on, on, on demo form uh, and and trust that meditation one day will go, ah, there you go, Eureka. Go to a C, D, and an F. <laughs> but Joel just went, wow, what's that? And he ended up, you know, finishing the song with me, and it's one of my favorite uh, f- favorite like love songs. And I think it was perfect where it was on the album. Um, but those kind of things that you know they come up through marriages. And Doug and I had, like Adrian and I, a real good bond of friendship. Uh, they had a total awareness of what White Snake, the elements that were necessary in White Snake. Doug had been exposed to Whitesnake through a singer that he'd worked with, a Scottish singer, was a big fan, was always playing my work in, in whatever apartment there were. So he was versed with the early stuff, whereas a lot of the American musicians are only familiar with Slided In Onwards, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, this is out on on uh, June 19th. Pre-order's happening now. Whitesnake, The Rock album, uh, 16 tracks in total, one previously unreleased, a sampling of, of different eras of the band and... Uh, everything sort of just sounding great and supercharged and remixed and reimagined and remastered and re-everything you could do to it, but it's a fresh coat of paint across the board, and it sounds like a concise, uh, properly sequenced, just fresh record. It really does.
0: Well, I was excited to take it out of the studio and send it to the Warner's guys to see, you know, because a lot of the guys, one of the guys I worked with at Warner's is my art director. Uh, He's my A&R guy now. Uh, for Warner's in the UK, um, and he knows more about white snakes than I do. So, I, I, and and I work with Mark Pinkett of Rhino Records, uh, and and they're they're real big supporters of what we do. Um, and we and uh, these projects are going to be introducing you to what will be forthcoming box sets. Um, like the Restless Heart thing is totally. Uh, the behind the scenes stuff is amazing, extra tracks, et cetera, et cetera. With this new, and what we do with the box sets, of course, as we did with Slide It In, is give you, because a lot of people look upon them as sacred relics, Eddie, you know that, you're one of them. Oh, why would you tamper with physical graffiti, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's something that the artist wants to do, and I needed my careers being so significantly long. I wanted things to, to be sound great on your radio show now with these magnificent satellite radio, you know, as new music, and some of it, you know, sounds dated. But that's why with the buff sets we're putting everything in there, including the new polished version. Right. To see what you think. Right. You and know, I, I never.
1: I, I'm. A, I love. I love. You know, I'm as old school as the next guy, David. But I and I. But I never ever mind when artists do things like this, as long as the original version is also still made yeah. available. If you want it, I just. Don't, I don't like yeah. it when it's instead of, but in addition to. No problem. It's it's fun to listen to new yeah. interpretations.
0: Well, this is really what we're doing, establishing a, a taste of things to come. Uh, and it's going to be the Red Album is the Love Songs, um, the white uh, Red White is the Rock Album, and we have White Snake, the Blues Album, which is uh, more of the... It's very funny, actually, writing the liner notes for love songs. I went, Christ, for all my songs are love songs. <laughs> it's, <laughs> a, it's, not an, a, it's not an album of songs to cut your wrist by, you know. No, this right. is like, it, it opens with Love Will Set You Free, that Doug and I wrote, you know, fresh, new, vibrant mix, you know. Yeah. Um, so, and, and now you're gone. It's, you know, real verb love themes, but not all slow, balladic, you know, oh, my God, give, give me... Give me something to wake me up. Give me a double espresso. Um, but the blues album was, I think, the first one I put together. Um, and that's just way cool. Um, There's b- big blues epics. Ideas that I'd originally had had Cabadell Page gone in for uh, a second album. was called Take Me Back Again, Woman Trouble Blues. You know, uh, they are, and we've got Derek Sherinian on there, you know, too. Uh, Derek's just amazing. I know you know him for oh, many yeah. different projects, sure. but wow, you know, we talk on the phone, and he has this beautiful keyboard studio at home, yep. and, uh, and he was just incredibly complimentary about hearing the basic tracks that he had to play to, and when it came back, I sat there with Michael McIntyre, and went, oh my God, it's like John Lord, you know, nobody's John Lord, but it was just like, oh my God, that's been one of the missing identities in the 80s, late 80s. You
1: know. Yeah, and of course Derek plays now with our mutual friend Glenn in in uh, Black Country Communion when they do stuff and oh, and now you've got Doug and now Doug connected? is playing with Glenn in the Dead Daisy. So it's like all in this white incestuous ste- yeah, yeah, yeah. deep purple stuff going on.
0: <laughs> oh, hang on, somebody sent me a penis. I'm gonna get up that's Joe Elliott. He's- <laughs> if his mother if his mother saw what he treats me I right, uh... swear <laughs> please
1: send Joe my best tell, tell him we're in deep conversation here we can't have this nonsense going on <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man now, I've got to tell you though I was sort to off last night at uh, Lawrence and just making sure we were all together uh, to do this because you know, I was just recently reading an article where some authors are feeling it. it's insensitive to to push music uh, on people This is not pushing or whatever This is, you know, to me Music is an incredible companion And one of the things I've said For many years to people If you like this song Whether it's here or go again Sailing ships is this love These are songs to stick in your pocket To walk with you on your journey To go with you You're never alone with a White Snake record You yeah. know, and I've been saying that I wrote songs like We Wish You Well Um And I I, and I spoke to Rhino, and they said we want to go with it. We're just going to go a little bit later. It's all this is all new. We have to learn. You know, one of the things I sell like seventy percent physical, thirty percent digital. I'm going to have to talk people. like, listen. If you can't get the, 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 the the vinyl or the CD, stick it in your iPhone. It's great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I think people,
1: people are looking for, uh, you know, it's a weird time, but people are looking for some fresh things,
0: you know, for sure, well, yeah. for sure. I'll, t- I'll tell you, my my uh, social media is growing by thousands every week, Eddie. You know, people are potentially lonely, they want company, and if we can do anything to keep people company, I'm fucking there, right there, yeah. you know. In the best possible case, this is not, you know, nobody's anticipating... You know, top ten, this or whatever. This is—he's—he's a he's taste of things to come. If you need some company now, you know. Well, and you- I, I fucking personally, I'm thrilled. I've got out of these songs, working with uh, my team at the studios, uh, uh, particularly uh, Christopher Collier, who works with Corn and stuff. A very, very gifted young man, early forties. Um, Jesus, I'm working with children. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he just bought a beautiful freshness in, and I, I've given him, without a question, a, a, an artistic opinion, uh, cause you can teach an old snake some tricks, you know, so all of, all of this stuff, it, it's just incredibly exciting for me at this time of my life, you know, uh, w- which I could look upon as like the twilight of, uh, of of my life, uh, in Athens, You know, as young and youthful and as vigorous as I feel, uh, other than these two ostrich eggs in the underpants. (laughs) uh, (laughs) This is just, you know, it's an amazing, amazing time to see people coming together. You know, I'm not watching the news. I'm I'm an inveterate news hound. I cannot watch the news. I, I get my news from the BBC, uh, website, and there's no sensationalist headlines, there's nobody screaming fearsome, and frightening political devices and or whatever. It's just reportage. Uh, uh, but for me, not to watch the news is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, my wife and I have just finished Ships Creek, which I recommend to anybody. It's hilarious, touching, and, and it's people who are kind of locked down from the life they knew. Uh, the relevance is remarkable. Um, we just watched Drive to Survive on Netflix about Formula One, the season's 2018, 2019. I got into that through Cozy Powell, God bless him. Uh, it's a breathtaking series. But if you want music, while you're, you can't watch the telly while you're vacuuming or dusting. <laughs> you're right. get, your, get your airpods in, get your airpods in <laughs> and, and, and stick the rock album on. I guarantee your housework will take five seconds.
1: Hey, before I let you go, because we've been talking for a long time, I want to ask you a couple of real quick things, and we want to remind everybody... It might
0: be long to you, Trunky. It Ju- may be long to you. I haven't had anybody to talk to.
1: <laughs> Ju- June 19th is when, when the rock album comes out. We want to yeah. remind everybody about that, and they can pre-order it right now. So I I came across, speaking of watching things... I came across the other day on YouTube, you go into those rabbit holes of you watch a band you like, oh, and then yeah. all of a sudden it, recommend this, recommend that. There was a documentary yes. on Deep Purple. Uh, I, I, it was very well done, so it seemed like a very legit thing. the
0: BBC thing? It,
1: getting tighter, the story of Mark III and IV Deep Purple. And uh, oh, John, A great interviews with John. Lord, Glenn was in it. You
0: popped up in oh, it. I'll have to find that. It's, I'll send I you the link. popped up in it. I'll send you the yeah, I'm, it's, yeah. it's... I'm as honored as I say in fact with Richie and Glenn. uh that's the only connection I have other than receiving my royalties. there's no uh no love lost there, so you know usually it you know if Richie won't do it, then you won't see me, but they'll take stuff from other places it's it's really got nothing to do with Glenn or me or Richie really uh it's a apparent for themselves uh uh, and they 're welcome to it. thank god i 've had more success with my white snakes but, um, right but the, but thing, yeah, the it, thing
1: that was amazing about it, it was very well done. it was very respectful and it was for for me watching it, um, it, it what was what 's amazing to me about it, David, and I always wanted to ask you about this is. You you had this you and Glenn coming into that band and making Burn which uh-huh. is such a brilliant record. <laughs> and, and you're you're, come, you're coming into that band and at that point the band had only existed 5 years previous and a huge lineup change uh, changing the singer yeah. changing oh, the bass amen. player. But what's incredibly re- brave. Yeah, but what's remarkable to me about Purple when I look at footage and stories like that is even with a change of that magnitude, you guys were still huge around the world, and and here you are yeah, a kid. You were a kid thrown into this gigantic machine. <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't even imagine what that was like for you.
0: It was uh, well. I've got to tell you, it gives me the greatest pleasure to tell you that. Uh, um, that they were incredibly nurturing. You know, Glenn had had his experiences and stuff with trapeze and some t- success, I think, basically, Texas. They were, they were big in Texas like everybody's big in Japan. Um, Glenn was there, and, and, of course, Glenn is such an incredibly gifted singer. He thought he, thought he should be the bass player singer, uh, and Richie wanted what he said to me, the biggest compliment I think I've had from him over the years. Well, he, he gave me a couple, when we reconnected after the loss of John, uh, in 2012, Jesus, eight years ago. Oh my God. Um, he said, you have a man's voice. And that's what I wanted for Deep Purple. I wanted to be, you know, masculine music. And, 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 uh, Glenn, I have, I, I have no reservations. Seems <laughs> into the ground as a technician. You know, I'm more of a, uh, I try to cut to the chase a bit quicker and just and get to the soul of the song and present that in uh, an animalistic, uh, you know, human human way. Uh, you know, I don't have the chops to float around like uh, that's why I call him Bluebird. You know, he flies around breathtakingly um, as, a, as a technician. He's extraordinary, extraordinary, right. extraordinary. I love my brother Glenn. My we're the unrighteous brothers. But I tell you At the audition I sat down I was playing You know on these uh, Box sets You're hearing All kinds of little ideas That I had for songs Or the beginning Of what became Still of the night You know What became Straight for the heart um, Even back then uh, People are loving those things Yeah And I was, I was playing this song Which was more uh, Stevie Wonder Just in between I'm sh- shitting myself I'm at an audition For a little, Huge band I didn't even know How big they were I just knew They were really big so while they're taking a bathroom break, I'm playing a piano piece a little bit, and Glenn comes over. and Goes, "Oh, what's that?" And I started to sing. She's the singing, kind of girl, major seventh stuff, you know. And Glenn started harmonizing with me. Oh my dear God, that I'd never experienced that. It was like a soulful bluesy Lennon McCartney, that amazing blend yeah. of McCartney and Lennon's voice. The Everly Brothers, you know, uh, uh, the Unrighteous Brothers, <laughs> and that's when. They were born, but I think the job that got me the uh, the song that got me the Deep Purple job was yesterday. Believe it or not, go figure. Wow. Do you
1: remember, do you, was there immediate acceptance to you and Glenn from the get-go? Because what it looks like is you the band just picked up and continued playing arenas and stadiums around the world. There was usually yeah. a major lineup change replacing a singer and a bass player like had just happened. There's a huge drop-off. Things have to be rebuilt. What's remarkable to me about the Purple story and that change is from an outsider, and I was too young to have been there, but from an outsider, yeah. it looked like it was seamless. It looked like the audience just came right along with the next wave of, of you and Glenn's well, arrival.
0: It, it's very interesting. Our first show was supposed to be in Aarhus in uh, Denmark, the Christmas tour. Um, and the gear couldn't get there because of winter storms. So the first show became Copenhagen at a place called the PAB Hallow. Uh, and and I knew Copenhagen, the only place I knew in Europe. I'd been there with a small band living, living off Sleeping on people's floors and couches, um, when the, uh, the promoter who brought us over to do clubs and stuff like that uh, never paid us, you know, the usual old stories. But uh, Copenhagen has a very special part in my heart and soul. Uh, so we're playing there, and I, 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 people keep sending me pictures of this evening. I'm walking across the stage, not with a glass of wine, Edward, a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> But what was amazing was this collective sigh of relief by the management who were there and the existing members of, of, of Deep Purple. It was this collective sigh of relief. Oh, my God, the audience is even crazier than they were. And then the, the Burn album, my first ever record, the Burn album was, was hugely successful around the world. It was before Platinum albums. So we get like double gold, triple gold. <laughs> wow! Now you, you said so, you're still yeah. in t- you're
1: still in, you still talk to Richie. You, you've reconnected with him. You're in touch with him.
0: Yeah, we had our Easter. Well, uh, Candice and I were laughing about uh, they were working on um, diamonds and rust, an old Joan Baez song, and I said, "Well, actually, I'm working on vacuum and dust." <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we laughed about that, you know, and I wished him a huge happy birthday. That was huge on my social media. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing. Uh, he's in good hands with Candace. She's a doll. Um, and, and, and we just send our best. When we were communicating after the loss of John, uh, he was extremely complimentary for making, uh, making it so successful on my own and not milking the tits of a dead cow he, he accused the current, oh, whatever. I'm not going there. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing well, and he's doing what he loves. You know, I'm thrilled that he gets out of the, Well, You know, he could before get out there and do four or six gigs and, and keep his electric fans happy, because uh, there's no question, Richie's such an icon. Yes. Uh, it, it, are you kidding? He straps an electric guitar, and, you know, half the world goes, <sighs> and holds the rest of the same with Paget. Did I ever tell you, I was sitting next to Doug Oldridge, We were mixing something or other in one of the, but before I put Hope City together, in like a rental house. You know how we used to do those things. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm getting texts from both Richie Blackmore and Jimmy Page, oh. one after the other. And, and Doug going, I said, yeah, and I'm sitting next to Doug Oldridge, How cool is that? You know? And Doug's going, oh, my God, who the hell? Who else would David Cumberland have be getting this? And I'm sending Richie's regards to Jimmy. <laughs> wow. And Jimmy's regards to, Jimmy says, oh, tell him it's Flight of the Bumblebee, which was really remarkable. He spelled well, you know, um, for someone who was an attack guy. He, Chris, uh, Richie used to do a uh, Korsakoff or ripple Korsetoff, uh, Flight of the Bumblebee or Bomb of the Flight of the Bee. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so, uh, and that was his solo when he used to work in Screaming Lord Such and the Savages, wearing a, a leopard print uh, loincloth for a bastard. But all of these guitarists only knew each other from the club things. Like Richie and Jeff were really close. Richie and Jeff Beck were really close. But they, they weren't together. Richie and, uh, and Jimmy had never met each other. Wow. They just were completely aware because they came out of that original group of gods Richie, Jimmy, Jeff Beck, Eric Class, sure. you know, just Peter Green, even that was a bit later. But dear God, you're Hendrix, my Lord. But that coterie of guitarists around London, Pete Townsend, that was just, you know, oh my God, world class just harnessing the blues harnessing the best of this that or the other uh was brilliant for me to be able to, to to have that legacy to draw from and then to participate with with a couple of of the giants from that era
1: so much time so many great stories so much to share uh, from David Coverdale here to the audience. I appreciate all the time, DC. It's always great to talk to you. And um, I just yeah, want yeah. to, uh, you know, as I talk to you and I hear all these great stories and then I think about the history and we're touching on just a few of the guitar players in in your in- incredible <laughs> yeah. history. In Doug Aldridge, uh, Steve Vai, John Sykes, uh, John Sykes yeah. uh, uh, Richie Blackmore, I mean, it, Jimmy Tommy Page, Bolin. Tommy Boland.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. It's crazy <laughs>
1: when you think about the guitar players that you've had at your side at one point or another. Love them all. Have, I you, love them all. have you ever thought about uh, doing a book now that now at this point in your career? Would you like to do an
0: autobiography? What? How White Was My Snake? You <laughs> <laughs> got a title. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Squirrels in My Pants. I don't know. Uh, my wife would kill me if I didn't use Soldier of Fortune. But I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not finished yet. I don't want to do that. I mean, if anybody wants to get to know me, I think it's so much easier now with social media. I'm very conversational with. Uh, You're great with on people. Twitter. Yeah. I mean, oh my god, are you kidding? I'm I'm such an internalized, private person who explodes on stage, you know, and then and then goes back uh, to a home in the foothills or at Lake Tahoe, a small village community, and be equally at home being a monk. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, but you can get to know me through my songs, even the tongue in cheek stuff. But with social media, and I'm tweeting I'm these little songs now while I meditate, suddenly I hear, oh, do uh, only my soul. Oh, okay, never thought of that. So I'll come down here, hair wet, and, and pick a guitar up, not even tuned, and just sit the video thing on and, and go, there you go. And half a million people have watched it by the end of the day. It's extraordinary. No makeup. <laughs> How
1: how come, you know, you play guitar and you write, obviously, on guitar. How come you've never played guitar on stage, to my knowledge?
0: I'll tell you exactly why. When I was 15, I went to the Newcastle City Hall and saw Jimi Hendrix experience. And as I was watching him, I thought, I think I'll concentrate on singing. <laughs> 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 He was breathtaking, and that's one of the reasons I've fling my stands around. It's like my guitar, as it were. My—it's not just my penis extension, ladies. It's—it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like what I would be doing with if I was playing guitar, really. Um, but honestly, it, it's interesting because Cindy was asked through her social media, Or asked David to play some White Snake songs or something." And that's not really the point. I've just been writing pertinent little bits of fun, uh, hopefully to uplift people, put a smile on their face, or make them laugh. Um, and I think some people are shocked uh, at my sense of humor uh, at times, but, you know, but I'm not tweeting what Joe Elliott sends me. It's disgusting. It is more than you. I swear to God, she never, she disinherited him. Um, but it's all, it's all fun and game. So uh, once I've written a song and handed it on to my Guitar superiors, I let it go out of my memory banks. I have rare, maybe I'll remember the key of it. You know, I'm going to do We Wish You Well after we've finished spoken, speaking. Uh, and these songs, like that one, only myself, the other day I did, I wrote on piano. So I'm trying to remember what the hell, you know, these are 40 years ago, but most of the stuff I'm writing is kind of new. Vacuum and dust, megan the bed. Yeah. <laughs> so you prefer. That's, that's, so you're
1: you're much more comfortable as far as on stage. As I mean, especially when you consider the guitar players that you've had at your side, which yeah. is just the the the, the A list of A lists. But so you, as a front man and as a performer, much more comfortable being free with just the mic stand. Yeah. And Never had the urge to to put a guitar yeah,
0: it's, on. It's more than enough for me to do, and for me to hear some dorky riffs that I've written played by Steve Vai or Red Beach, you know, or Doug Aldridge, is, is ins- insanely, indescribably satisfying. Um, you know, I turned around, somebody tweeted yesterday, I swear, I don't know how they recorded it, but they sent a still of the night from Barcelona on the Slip of the Tongue Tour, or the liquor and poker tour, 1990, uh, and it's, it's dodgy and stuff, but the camera's really close. You can see every vein in my arm going, And we are ripping it up, and I sent it to Steve Vai, who just got back to me, going, "Oh my God, we were so badass!" (laughs) (laughs) So you know, it's yeah, a lot of people though. You mustn't forget, I work with great keyboard players, great drummers, great drummers. My God, yes, great bass players. It's not. It's because of the high-profile names at the time, and for how many years with guitar heroes like. Uh, at the top of the pile, the creme de la creme, and then the 90s came in, and uh, and it was almost revisiting punk, you know, three chords and a pair of shorts. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's uh, it's it's an amazing legacy that continues. I'm glad that uh, you are nourishing it like you are. I didn't
0: mean to miss- I didn't mean to, and I forgot goatee. I didn't mean to diminish that. There's some great songs that came out in that era. <laughs> no, yeah, no, of, of course. But three, three cords and a pair of shorts, how <laughs> <was> diminishing this <laughs> is
1: <Cavadaro. laughs> Everybody, check out. David has got, uh, as we mentioned at the top uh, earlier in this conversation, David has got the remix of Slide It In available now on, on vinyl, a brilliant. Uh, vinyl, yeah. A brilliant 2 LP set. Audio fire, vinyl audiophile vinyl yeah. and the rock album with supercharged versions of stuff from the catalog coming on June oh, 18th. Cool. And it is available now as a pre-order and you'll be able to get that on vinyl or CD, whatever your preferred format is. And, uh, everything's sounding great and getting the deluxe treatment <laughs> and listen, take care of yourself. I, I, I
0: know before you go, I'm going to send you a text literally as I'm talking, Paul Stanley just sent me a really naughty text. I'm going to send to you when we hang up. Listen, to you, your family, all of your listeners, stay safe and well. I know it's difficult to stay home, but honest to God, find something to entertain you. Watch something. But when you're vacuuming and dusting, get your headphones on. <laughs> yeah, you're never sure. alone with a White snake album. Stay safe and well, my loves. Eddie, always, always a blissful experience. And thank you for being so supportive of what I do. For and sure, music, David. And Music in general.
1: Thank you, sir. And take care of yourself. Best of health to you and your wife and your family. And I hope to see you soon where we can stay six ah. feet away and wave to each other.
0: <laughs> oh, and have a wish, a glass of the good stuff. God for bless sure. you, darling. Take, take care, David. Well, bye bye.
1: Well, thanks to DC. It's always great to visit with David. Many White Snake projects coming and. Obviously, he's got some stuff to address with the pandemic and his health. Wish him nothing but the best. And hopefully we'll see him and all the bands we love back on the road soon at some point. Thank you so much for listening to the Eddie Trunk Podcast with new episodes every Thursday. Podcast1.com, Apple Podcasts, and of course now Spotify, totally free. Please subscribe, spread the word and listen for rock interviews each and every week right here on this very podcast. Thanks to Katie Irizari for putting it all together for me and producing. At Eddie Trunk on Twitter, Instagram, fan page on Facebook, eddietrunk.com is the official online home. Remember, if you'd like the free Trunk Nation bumper sticker, send yourself a dress-stamped envelope to stickers, P.O. Box 41, Cedar Knowles, New Jersey, 07927. U.S. addresses only for the stickers to be sent. And we thank goodiespowder.com and their new product, Goodies Hangover. Available at Walmart, Amazon, and other retailers for sponsoring and the stickers. You guys have yourselves a great week. Again, if you're in the U.S., have a great holiday weekend. I'll catch you next Thursday for a new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. As always, free via com and all our other great outlets. Have a good one.